Luke chapter 1. I'm going to start reading at verse 26. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Will you stand quickly? I won't do a lot of reading, just a few verses. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind, What, what manner of salutation this should be? And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the child, how can this be, seeing that I don't even know a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And all of God's people said, Amen. Y'all can sit down and just tell somebody something good is coming out of this. Something good is coming out of this. You are very familiar if you've grew, grown up in this Christian culture of hearing the narrative of this Advent season. The time that Yeshua, Jesus Christ, is born of a virgin uh, in Bethlehem whose citizenship is of Nazareth. Yeah. yeah. We have romanticized it. We have animated this storyline, this historical uh, event. But the truth is, it's almost too good to be true. It really is. It's, you know why it's almost too good to be true? It's because it had never happened before. And it hasn't happened since. <laughs> you know, if you got a reference point for something, then you say, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, because that happened to my cousin last week. Right? But if your cousin said she had a baby but didn't know a man, <laughs> your cousin lying. <laughs> We're not even expecting this to happen. Because it already happened and it was successful when it happened. No backup plan needed. Yeah. Jesus. Mm. It had been spoken by ancient prophets that Yeshua, Hamashiach, the Christ, would come into the earth. It had been prophesied. But the prophets who spoke it didn't live long enough to watch it happen. But God is such a promise keeper that he keeps his promise with dead men. The men who heard it can die. Hallelujah. 
but his word will go out and it will not return void. It will accomplish what it was set out to do. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, the word is looking for somewhere to land. Mm. Glory be to God. It goes out. Looking for ground. It goes out. Looking for an ear that will hear. It goes out. Hallelujah. Somebody throw up your hands and shout, land right here. There are promises that are going out in the atmosphere. Glory. I said there are blessings being spoken out in the atmosphere. And you, you got to realize that the sound that comes forth from your mouth has hands to it. And when you begin to praise God when the promise is released, your praise begins to grab hold to the promise of God and it brings it close to your spirit. I need somebody to throw up your hands and shout, land right here. Glory be to God. Because one thing about God, God cannot lie. He, if he said something, he's going to bring it to pass. Isaiah says for unto us a child is born and for unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father. Imagine these ancient sacred scrolls have sat in the tabernacle and and had sat among the sages and the rabbis talking about the one who was to come but those who talk about him never got to see him those who celebrated his advent and his arrival never got a chance to cast their eyes on him but one day one day in a small ghetto town one day someone who hadn't studied Torah because she was a girl someone who only could hear it from a distance one day glory be to God Somebody brought up the question one day about whether Santa comes to the ghetto or not. Y'all, as a child, you know, my mother didn't let me have too much imagination. She didn't. She really didn't. And, and I will do this disclaimer. So my mother says when I paint pictures of her sometime when I preach, I paint these uh, pictures of some very strict, um, cruel, almost a- abusive person. That's not her. All the way. <laughs> Great woman. She, she served well. She, she gave me everything she had. More than that, she gave me Jesus. But she didn't, she didn't let me believe in a whole lot of magic. She let me know what was connected to those boxes. She let me know who gave it to me. Amen. Amen. When it was time to, uh, you know, clean my room, she better clean your room after I've been out here slaving. You know, she let you know the lights don't just miraculously come on. She, you don't just run the water. Uh-uh. You run the water when you're in there. You don't start it up. No, you stand in there. Amen. I used to wonder would Santa Claus come to, to where we lived at. We had a trailer. We had no chimney. Hmm. And somebody said if Santa Claus would have came to my neighborhood, he might have got robbed before he got to my house. Well, I don't know who the North Pole sins, and I won't get into that with you since our congregation is very diverse today. Amen. 
and I will let you all build your own theology in your own homes. I don't even mess with y'all's houses. Y'all have built great theologies of Christmas tradition in your homes. Yes. I've been holding that for like three weeks. Stop clapping, Pastor Marvin. You have compromised at your house as well now. Make a long story short. I'm not sure if all of those things come to the ghetto. But what I am sure is that Christmas does. If you look at this story of this advent and this miraculous supernatural event that takes place, if it was fabricated, hear me Cornelius for this, if it was fabricated, we need to do better with the people we choose. You know, you know how we do if we're telling our story and we want to have it co- someone to uh, collaborate with us, we would say, even ask Pastor Marvin. <laughs> you, don't, you don't say, ask this person that's a liar, known liar. <laughs> you, don't, you don't go to somebody who doesn't have great credibility. You try to use somebody that other people respect. Shepherds are not too greatly respected. Not because they are um, uh, people that lack integrity. They're just low class. They're at the bottom of the totem pole. Shepherds. They smell like sheep. Shepherds sleep in caves. You know, because you got to stay close to your property. And when Jesus comes, the announcement comes to shepherds. If you want to fabricate a story, you don't call to the courtroom shepherds. (laughs) What do they know? And then we're going to reveal his sign to magi. Pagans. <laughs> Folk that don't even believe like we believe. Oh, y'all, come on in here and talk to me. We're just having a conversation. If this story's made up, you want to get the right rabbi to collaborate your story. You don't get people who ain't got our God on their side. But God reveals himself and his signs to people who didn't even have a revelation of his identity. Who came looking to worship him. Mm. When God gets ready to bring forth. His son in the earth. He sends an angel. And this is where we are today. Not to Jerusalem. Because I think when some of y'all read the Bible. You miss out on the fact. That most of Jesus' ministry. Did not take place. In the capital. Most of Jesus' ministry took place in a fishing community. You didn't find him among the the, the rabbis of great academia of his day. 
village. Even when he got ready to build his disciples, he found a bunch of fishermen. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment of the conception or what we call the Annunciation, we don't go to Jerusalem. We go to a dusty town of Nazareth. <laughs> While we're in Nazareth, you find a girl, not even a full woman. You find a girl that's in process. Not someone who's already accomplished. You find someone who's still trying to figure it out. Not someone who's already overcome, but somebody's still trying to figure out what overcoming looks like. Someone who's already afraid of the future that she knows she's now being addressed with a future that's surreal, supernatural. <laughs> Mary, an angel, the Bible says, was sent to Nazareth. This means God sends messages to cities, places, and regions. I want you to testify to somebody, tell them he's sending a word to your house. Don't you realize that the only reason why your house has been able to be sustained in the last 24 months is because there's a word over your house. I want you to consider that the only reason why the enemy has been fighting your marriage, he's fought your finances, is not because of the car that's in your driveway. There's a word that's hovering over top of your house. I know that it's been a lot of dysfunction in your life and there's been a whole lot of chaos in the midst, but I want you to know that chaos does not intimidate God. As a matter of fact, when I look at Genesis is chapter 1 I see that the earth and the foundations have been shifted and what was dry ground is under the water but the Bible says here comes the spirit of the Lord hovering over the face of the waters I need you to testify to somebody and tell them there's a word over your chaos I come to speak to somebody who feel like you're drowning mentally and you're drowning emotionally oh God is not intimidated tell your neighbor the Holy Ghost is hovering over top of your chaos. Here she, here she is, already probably a 14 or 15 year old girl, already preparing herself for marriage just for an angel to come in the midst and freaks her out. I mean, it would with you, right? Now, I can't tell you exactly what that angel looked like. I know, it, I know we would say from the cartoon, he was real tall with these big wings. But the scripture don't say that. Uh, you know what he probably looked like? Looking like a man. <laughs> so you imagine this random man walking in the room. You know, if it's an angel, we would get scared, but very quickly we were like, okay, oh wow, it's happening. <laughs> I finally get to see this. But imagine a man walking in the room without using the door. And you're sitting on your bed, 
thinking about your future and all of a sudden someone is just standing in your room, staring at you. And what does he say to her? Hear me. Mm. Because what happens is sometimes things happen in our lives that put us in so much shock that we don't hear nothing. And your success is going to be determined by how much you can hear on your feet. How much you can fulfill in the midst of transition. I know some of y'all are waiting for, for the world to settle before you produce. Hallelujah. But I come to prophesy to about 23 people in here. You're going to have to give birth on your feet in this season. You can't wait for everything to line up with you. And you can't wait for a good time to start. And you can't wait for a better time to finish. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, you got to do this on your feet. Hear. He said, hear me, hear me. I know. Yes. Yes. Hear me. You just found favor with God. You just found favor. Favor. Yes, you. Now, this is an issue that I have. It's because the scripture says in the King James Version, you have found favor among women. The only challenge with that is it has to, you know, I have to be a student of the word. And that phrase stuck out to me this morning. So I said, Pastor Westgate, uh, Pastor Marvin, look it up in uh, American Standard. Look it up in NIV. Look it up in Amplify. It seems like over a transition of time among women have been inserted. They don't get nervous with that because it would make sense. Now, we have to be careful, though. Sometimes people have theological desires. And they will input things to fit that theological construct, especially if you want to lift somebody up. You know, if you if you want to make her holy and sainted, almost equal with uh, their trinity. You understand what I'm saying to you? So among women, I don't really have an issue with saying she's favored among women because she is. Who can debate that? But also, I don't want you to take that phrase among women and let it be your limitation. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, don't limit my favor. There are some people will define your favor in the race category they put you in. You pretty for a black girl. <laughs> they, they, will, they will say, oh, you're talented uh, coming from Danville. Yeah. You're gifted coming from the country. No, baby, I'm gifted no matter what city you put me in. No, I got favor no matter what the zip code is. Put me in any category and tell your neighbor, I still got favor. I need somebody to scream right now because you're breaking out of the boxes that people put you in. I need you to open up your mouth. You're not just good for a woman. You're a good person. You're just not anointed for your category. Scream at somebody. Tell them my favor is not limited. 
and women. You're not just favored among women. You are favored. You're not just favored among women. You're, you are favored. You're doing something that ain't nobody ever did before. Come on, somebody. You're hearing something that no one has ever heard before. So she's experienced an interruption. Sometimes something good comes in the form of an interruption. And there are times that favor actually looks like failure. Mm. I just want to speak to somebody in this room. Hallelujah. That huh, watch out, don't do that to me. You know my sire. Because uh, in my life, uh, tell your neighbor, I've had a whole lot of failures. Oh, no, listen, look at y'all. Now I said, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor that um, uh, don't limit my favor. And y'all shout, don't limit my favor. I said, but look at your neighbor and says, I've had a whole lot of failures. I don't know how to feel you. Come on, put it out there. We already know anyway. Tell them, I've had a whole lot of failures. I've had failures that you don't know about. I've had a, you, you know about my successes. But, but I'm not dancing just because of my success. I'm dancing because I've had enough failures in my life that should have discounted my success. But tell your neighbor, I've had a whole lot of failures. But tell them, but it didn't change my favor. I come. As a matter of fact, I know I'm favored by God because my failures should have counted me out. My failures should have discounted me. My failures should have put me out of the running. But look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor my failure didn't cancel my favor. I need a praise right here. I need a praise. I need a praise. I need a praise right here. Some of you went back to some stuff. I'm not talking about when you made a mistake for the first time. Everybody gives grace for the first time. But what happens when you went back the second time? What happened when you did good for six months? But then you went back and hit the blunt one more time. What happened when you did good for a year? And you were celibate. And all of a sudden one bad night with one crazy text message pull you back to do something that you said you'll never do again. Call you back to be with somebody that you never said you'd be with again. But tell your neighbor, even in my failure, I found my favor. How do I know? Because there are some people that did what I did. I said there are some people that did what I did, but didn't come out like I did. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, it wasn't all my good decisions. Tell him it wasn't my perfection. It was my favor. Uh, tell three people in your section, tell them it's favor. It's favor. Sometimes favor looks like, looks like failure. Uh, you're going you to have a child. Hold up. This is not the, this is not the order that I want it to happen in. Hallelujah. Somebody, 
Somebody in this room right now, you're nervous because you are a person of structure and planning. And there's nothing wrong with planning. You should plan. Uh, But I want to warn you, once you plan, God has the reputation of changing your plans. But God can't change a plan that you don't have. God never calls somebody to do something that ain't already doing something. Hallelujah. He spoke to the shepherds and they were in the field. Come on here. He called David and he was in the field. Hallelujah. He called Saul and he was in the field. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, are you still in the field? Some of you are sitting at home waiting for something to happen. But look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm looking for something to happen. Jesus could come any day now but you ain't gonna find me sitting at the church with my arms folded he said you got to occupy until he comes you got to plan as though he ain't coming for a hundred years but you got to live like he's coming back today I need you to look at your neighbor and say neighbor you gotta be alright with the fact that he'll change your plans some of you are sitting in this room right now and you are a testimony of that truth uh, that God has changed your plans uh, more than once uh, while you're trying to figure it out uh, God has already worked it out uh, he says I know I know the plans I have towards you uh, save the Lord I got a plan of peace and not of evil uh, to bring you to an expected end uh, I need you to pull on somebody's shirt uh, and tell him he's going to bring me it looks crazy right now but he's gonna bring me I've been interrupted in my journey but he's going to bring me I've taken several detours and had a couple of flat tires had to pop my hood and pour water in my in my radiator but tell your neighbor said oh neighbor God's gonna bring me he has the ability to bring me to my place hey Mary you found favor with God it don't feel like favor but tell your neighbor it's favor it don't look like favor but it's favor I gotta stop right here for a second Dorian and tell somebody that's in this room you've been waiting for something you've been praying for something and because you've had faith in times past your waiting has made you feel humiliated and your waiting has made you feel embarrassed so you started getting a little quiet you just started pulling yourself back you don't want to make any more declarations because the last declaration you made ain't happened yet but I come to tell somebody that's been in the waiting period the only reason that you're still waiting is because what you're going to birth is bigger than what you pray for you just want a child but God said I'm going to give you a nation you just want a business but God said I want to give you a corporation look at your neighbor said neighbor it's favor
You ain't graduated from college, but when you graduate, it's gonna be favor. You ain't got married yet, but when you do get married, it's gonna be favor. You ain't moved in your house yet, but when you do move in, I come to tell you that other people will be able to brag about their credit score and they'll be able to brag about the money they saved and ain't nothing wrong with that but there's another group of you you're going to be able to testify and say I didn't have it didn't know where it was coming from but God favor somebody shall favor Tell them it's favor, it's favor. It's favor. It's favor. Don't fear now. Fear not. Fear not now. Fear what? Fear not. Anytime God says don't fear, that's because what he's telling you has the ability to scare you to death. Fear not. Fear. Fear not. Not, I want to say this to you. Will Smith said this in the movie After Earth. He said, fear is not real, but the threat is. Like the danger is real, but you get to choose whether you're going to be afraid. You get to choose. Please, whatever you do during this pandemic, be cautious. Don't be reckless. Be cautious. But don't, don't wear a mask and be scared. Don't take the vaccine and be scared. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, choose one. Don't pray and be scared. Don't be socially distant. You over here and I'm all the way over here and I'm still scared. Because if Corona don't kill you, fear can. Fear will talk you out of divine moments. Because you imagine the angel could look at her and see her like, he is saying all this stuff here. Yeah, um, you gonna have a child? And she's like, oh, okay. Okay, don't forget the, stranger, the strangers in her room. All right, okay, yeah, all right. There's a, listen, don't fear. Me, oh, oh, I'm good. It was something about that moment, though. She had a divine moment where she said, be it unto me. Girl, are you crazy? No, she saw something. She experienced something. You know why I know she experienced something? I'm going to tell y'all why. You ready for this, Ontario? This is why I know she experienced something. Because if your child is about to be killed for claiming to be the son of God, I'm talking about the child you carry, at the foot of the cross you were saying, tell them the truth. You're not divine. Tell them the truth. You're not Messiah. Jesus, 
tell them the truth. Not one time. Not one. She had an experience that she could not deny. She, we call her in, in the Eastern Church, the Christotokos means she's the mother of Christ. The ancient church called her the Theotokos, called her the mother of God. Not that God had a beginning, but that she carried God in the earth. He kicked differently. He kicked different. Noah. I even questioned whether he had an umbilical cord. Well, somebody said, well, how, how would he be able to eat? He was bred. He's El Shaddai. Self-sufficient. Tell your neighbor she had an experience. She had an. She had. She had an experience. She had an experience. Not one time did she tell him, "Stop lying. Come off that cross," because she had an experience. See, when you had an experience, you can walk to the hospital the other night to get there and for them to tell you your son is gone and you come to church on Sunday and says all my life you have been faithful when you've had an experience you go to the doctor and the doctor says you got cancer in your body and it's going up and down your spine and you make your way down to the altar on Sundays like Shafon Jones and you dance Where you've had an experience, you're Adrian Bengens, and you watch your mother take her last breath, and you break out in worship. It's not that we're not human. We're very human. But we're not just human. We're human and divine. We've had supernatural experiences that says, you can't make me doubt him because I know too much. Well, you've had an experience like the three Hebrew boys. You said, listen, the God we serve is able, but if he don't, if he don't show up again, the first time he showed up is enough for me. To the point, even after he's dead, out of all the people, that once he was resurrected, she saw something. She saw Shannon's spirits after the resurrection. And this supposed Jesus resurrected Jesus, she wouldn't know. He says, go to Jerusalem. They don't forget now. Jerusalem's a long way from home. Go there and tarry until I endow you up power from on high. We understand the disciples went. 
But the Bible said in Acts chapter 1, not only did the disciples go, but Mary. Why would Mary go to receive the Holy Ghost? Because she says, I know what it feels like. Because in him lies the fullness. In him is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So she said, for nine months, I had the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. So I'm willing to make the journey. I'll take the long way. Painful as this is, something good is coming out of this. Something, something good. Is, I just want to encourage you, please, on this. Everyone stay. Something good. The, the three wise men, well, it's probably more than three, but for the sake of your cartoon, let's hit three. The three wise men, the shepherds, all of that. The gifts, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. All of that. The death on the cross, all of that. It was connected to something good that's coming. Imagine this. Abraham heard the promise and never get never got to see it. But yet they died in faith. Mindy Schwager, who was a gospel artist in this area, beautiful young lady. She went to a studio one night and uh, in Bedford and recorded. After she left the studio, a deer ran out in front of her and she tried to go around the deer and she hit a tree. Mindy ended up paralyzed from the waist down. Talked every week, shared. She said, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk. I'm, I'm in this wheelchair, but I'm going to walk. She used to say, I'm not handicapped. Um, she used to say, I'm Yes, and I'm Andy Abel. She was like, so. She was going to preach at Cheer Life one Sunday, and I, Sunday night, and I said, Mindy, I'll be there. I was in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina at the Doubletree Hotel. I'll never forget. And I said, I'll be there Sunday night to hear you preach. And um, I got a phone call from Pastor Mike Dodson. He says, Bishop Young, I hate to tell you this, but um, Mindy is gone. I said, what? She's preaching Sunday. It's like, she's gone. She had an infection in her body. She didn't even know it, and she's gone. And I, that thing dealt food with my faith. And then it reminded me of something that Mindy said. She said, I'm going to walk. She said, to the point if I die and I never got out of this wheelchair, 
She said, right on my tombstone, I told you I was going to walk. That's faith, saints. See, faith is not based upon results. Faith is based upon what you believe. And faith pleases God. Something good. It don't always look like the way you think it's going to look. But do you trust him? Lift up your hands. I'm going to ask you to do this. Just lift up your hands. As ugly and as chaotic and as dysfunctional your life has been in seasons past. I want you to do what Abraham did. They worshiped God before they saw God. Before they saw God's full design. I see your beauty in all things, Lord. Good is coming out of this. Good is coming out of this. Imagine Jesus died and didn't just lay in the tomb. He went in the lower parts of the earth to knock on the door of the Abraham that had died. <laughs> Imagine feeling like you're dead and if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now and since it ain't happened, it ain't going to happen. And then you're going to knock on the door. <laughs> it says, I told you I was coming. Mm. Making him the seed of Abraham. <sighs> Mary, 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 you getting ready to birth your own deliverance. <laughs> you keep looking for something to come, you're about to birth your own healing. You keep waiting for something to happen, you're going to birth your own breakthrough. So I'm, I want you to do this. I ask you to lift your hands. You don't have to lift them way up because I know some of us, we ate yesterday and, you know, exercise is not our forte right now. I ask you to do this. When I grew up in church, this is how we used to come to the altar. We would come to the altar and everybody would put their request in for prayer. And then once the prayer leader started praying, everybody would start praying out loud as though they were leading prayer. I only see this maybe at two churches now. Jason Davis's church in North Carolina. People don't know. We're kind of like a lead and we listen and we'll agree with you. Like, hey, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Right? But that's not how we pray growing up. Everybody lifted their voices like in the book of Acts and prayed together. So this is what I want you to do. For the next 30 seconds, we're going to magnify God. All right? That means you have to become responsible. <laughs> for your own worship so for 30 seconds I want you to speak well of God because that's really what praise is because sometimes we're moving our feet and we're not praising for 30 seconds strong I want you to the Bible says lift your voice in the congregation I want you to lift up your voice as though you're leading prayer and to speak well of God. You can tell God you're holy, you're faithful. Thank you for standing with me. Thank you for covering me. And I'm telling you, you know, we used to say this, but when the praises go up, blessings come down. 
Are y'all ready in this place? I want you to be intentional. When I count to three, I'm going to start and I want you to follow me. Lord, you're wonderful. Lord, you're mighty. You're everlasting. From everlasting, you are God. You are never ending in your love. You're supernatural in your ability to restore. You've been good to me. You've been faithful towards me. You are holy and righteous in all of your ways. Thank you for never giving up on me. Thank you for seeing me in my complete state. Thank you for seeing me in my whole place. Thank you for being committed to my journey. Thank you for being my kinsman redeemer. Thank you for being my hero. Thank you for healing me in places that I didn't even know I was sick in. Thank you for mending my heart when I didn't even know it was broken. Thank you, Lord, for bringing good out of bad situations. Thank you for bringing favor out of my failure. Thank you for bringing stability out of my chaos. Come on, saints, smack the fire. Thank you for being a father to me when I didn't have one. Thank you for understanding me when I didn't understand myself. Thank you for never pulling back off of me. But thank you for standing by me and being near to me moments where I feel by myself. You're holy. You're worthy of my praise. You're worthy of my devotion. And I believe something good. You are the good thing that's coming out. You are the, oh, that's it, saying You are the good thing that's coming out emotion. Come on, just 15 more seconds. I know I said 30. Just 15 more seconds. Stretch out your vocabulary. Come on. Stretch out your vocabulary. Think intentionally. Say it to him. Say it to him. Who has he been to you? SY Younger, thank you for watching this video. And now, what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.